welcome to I Read a Book Once. My name is Emma, and this is a podcast where I talk about books. Today I'm going to be talking about A Man Called Uwe by Frederick Bachman. So I'm a little nervous to make this episode for a couple reasons. The first reason is this is a very beloved book. A lot of people that I know absolutely love this book, okay? And um, I did not love it as much as them, and so I'm just a little... I don't know, nervous that my unpopular opinions might get some lashback. And also because the episode I did on Anxious People, which is also by Frederick Bachman, is my most listened to episode because he's very famous and that is like a best-selling book right now. And this book is huge, even though it's a lot older. Not a lot older, but it is older than the other one. So I'm just a little nervous about that because I feel like this has the potential to get more listeners than my average episodes. And so, yeah, but we're going to power through it. And also, I don't ever plan out necessarily what I'm going to say. I have little notes that I use and I think about it. But I don't write a script. And today I have no idea what the heck is going to come out of my mouth. So <laughs> that's fun. But let's just get it started. But before we get started, as always, there will be spoilers. So if you don't want a man called Uve to be spoiled for you, then stop the episode here, go read the book, and then come back and listen to this episode. Don't come crying to me if I accidentally spoil it for you because it's not accidental because I am warning you right now. Also, the other thing is I want to issue a trigger warning for suicide. The main character in this book throughout the entire book is kind of trying to commit suicide and the book's framed around that. So this is something I'm going to be talking about as I do my plot summary, but this is also a point I want to talk about during the section that comes after that I haven't named. I should name that. I don't know, you know, my discussion section, I guess. So I just want to get issue that warning. Nothing is very, in the book, very, um, well, I don't know. So I just want to issue that warning in case that is something that you need to know. Okay, so one other thing is I hope I'm saying everybody's names right. I literally went and watch the trailer for this movie because there's a movie based off this book. I feel like the movie might actually be Swedish because Frederick Bachman is a Swedish author and so the book is translated from Swedish to English. Anyways, I'm pretty sure you say his name as Uwe, but uh, it's spelled O-V-E and really as an English speaker I want to call him Ove or Ove, but I'm pretty sure it's Uwe, so that's what I'm going to call him as I do this, so hopefully that's right. But let's get started and jump into the plot summary. I'm not even going to make you any promises about it trying to be short because I really don't know what's going to happen here and I haven't mentally prepared myself to try to do it in five minutes. So yeah, let's see what happens. Okay, the book starts off three weeks in the future when Uwe is trying to buy some sort of laptop or iPad or something we don't really know and we just kind of see a little snippet of him being kind of a curmudgeity old man. Basically what this book is about is Uwe's lived in this house for 40 years and a new set of neighbors moved in. It is a foreign pregnant woman and that's another thing about this book is that like anxious people nobody really has names at first and so it's this family that moves in so this foreign pregnant woman the lanky one which is her husband and then their two children who are the seven-year-old and the three-year-old. I honestly don't even know if the seven-year-old ever got a name because I don't know it, but everybody else pretty much ends up getting a name later on, but Uwe refuses to call people by their names for probably half the book, I'm not really sure, 
but that's another thing and we already know how I feel about that that is not my favorite thing but anyway so they move into the house next door and Patrick run Patrick's the husband he runs over Uwe's mailbox or his runs into his some oh his flower patch or something I don't know and is driving in this non-driving zone because apparently there's a in the residential area you're not allowed to drive which is a thing that Uwe is very strict on his whole personality is kind of wrapped up he's a curmudgeonly grumpy old man who's only 59 so is he really that old in my opinion no I don't think he's actually that old I would have made him a little bit older but that's besides the point irrelevant and he's very much about the principle of the matter and so you're not allowed to drive there you must put your bike in the shed there you can't do all these different things right he's very much a principled dude so he goes and the fam he moves the parking truck thing for the family because it's got like the big trailer on it and they're trying to become his friend and he's not having it because earlier we find we find out that that Monday, so it's Tuesday when it starts, and that Monday he was fired from his job and his wife had passed away six months ago. And he feels he has no reason to live anymore because he misses his wife so much and he's lost his job. So it's not like he even has a purpose. Really, that's what he's struggling with is he doesn't have a purpose. And so he decides that he's going to commit suicide so he can go back and join his wife. And throughout the whole book, kind of what's going on is he keeps trying all these different methods, but failing because the method fails. Like the first thing he tries to do is hang himself and the rope breaks. And then he does tries to do other things and people interfere. Like the next thing he tries to do is he goes into the garage and turns his car on and tries to get the exhaust to like kill him, you know, from the carbon monoxide poisoning or whatever it's called. But Pervena, who is the pregnant foreign woman, her husband falls off the ladder that they borrow from Uwe and breaks his arm and his leg or something like that. And she needs him to drive them to the hospital because they wouldn't let her go in the ambulance with her husband. So that stops Uwe there. And then you kind of have all these other different characters that are going on and the other various attempts. So then after that, Uwe decides he's going to jump onto the railroad tracks and get run over by a train. But before he can do that, somebody gets has a seizure or something and falls onto the track. So he jumps down there, picks the person up, and helps them up. And he wants to stay on the tracks, but then he sees the face of the train driver, and he doesn't want to traumatize the train driver for the rest of their life. So those are just the first couple examples. After that, nothing really formalized is kind of planned out or anything like that. But basically other things are going on and throughout the book there does kind of a go forward go backwards in time and I actually really liked it in this case because it shows Uwe's life as a young boy with his mom passing away and then kind of he always wants to be like his dad because his dad was a good man and it kind of shows how Uwe like grows up and then when he meets his wife Sonia and Sonia was my favorite character in the whole book I absolutely loved her and you see kind of how their romance starts and everything like that and then eventually halfway through the book you find out that when the two of them went on vacation to Spain they got on a bus to come back to Sweden or I don't know they got on a bus to go to an airport or something I don't really know and the bus got into an accident and Sonia was actually pregnant at that time and she lost the baby and ended up I think being paralyzed from the waist down because she has to be in a wheelchair for the rest of her life and so you see Uwe then taking care of her and all of this different stuff. Another set of characters you have are Rune and Anita who are the same age as 
Uwe and his wife, and when they first moved in, they were all good friends. And then I would say Uwe and Rune have a frenemy sort of relationship, which if Uwe was a real person and was listening to this, he would very much hate me for using that description. But basically, they were friends, but then they also became enemies over various different things. One of the things is the cars they drive when Rune switches his car. I think that might be something I talk about later is the cars because they're both always so Uwe always drove a Saab and Rune always drove I don't know what sort of car but then eventually he gets oh I think a Volvo and then eventually he gets a BMW and Uwe's like that's it but they kind of fight over all these different things but they also come together as friends and in the present day Rune has Alzheimer's and the Swedish government is trying to take him away from Anita this is a question I have I feel like I should have done the research but I don't I'm gonna do that later like they're the whole thing is then they're trying to take Rune away and Uve's like, no, no, these white shirts can't take him for a while. Like, it's okay, whatever. Who else do we have? So then Parvena is asking Uve to help her get her driver's license because she doesn't have one and Patrick's not going to be able to drive for a long time. So she's trying to get her driver's license and Uve's helping her. He also ends up helping this youth I don't know, he's probably like 20 or something, who wants to fix up this bike for this girl because he wants to date her. And they all end up meeting at this coffee shop and there's this other young-ish boy, I don't know, he's probably in his early 20s, and his, his name was Miss Rod, I believe, and we find out that he's actually gay, and but his dad doesn't know, and then the next day, Uwe's planning on taking some pills to die, obviously, and um, Miss Rod and Adrian is the bike guy, they show up at Uve's house and Miss Miss Rod came out to his dad and his dad ended up kicking him out so then Miss Rod ends up staying with Uve. You also have the next you also have this cat. So this cat has been laying around outside and Parvena finds the cat outside and is like, Uve, we have to save the cat and then the next door neighbor Jimmy comes over and is helping because it's winter, so the cat was in a snowdrift and whatever, and so like they end up saving the cat, and they make it so Uwe has to take care of the cat, and he ends up bonding with the cat and all of that, and uh, that's kind of the gist of what goes on, and then Uwe finds out that they actually are taking Rune, that Anita's been fighting this for two years, and so he says, Sonia, I'm sorry, but I can't die, I can't join you just yet, I have to stop this, and that whole band of characters gets together, and they devise a plan, oh, also... Um, remember how Uwe saved that man at the train station? This news reporter keeps coming by and trying to get him to interview for a news article or whatever. And so then Uwe ends up calling a favor into her and they look into the white-shirted man who's trying to take Rune away from Anita. They look into his background to find out any dirt about him and they get the reporter to show up and apparently he's been fudging a lot of different things and he's got some shady stuff in his background so they get him to leave and leave Rune with Anita and they all say that they will pitch in and help. Then you have the two children, uh, the seven-year-old and the three-year-old, starting to call Uwe grandpa and um, the young the seven-year-old's birthday's coming and she says, the only thing I want for my birthday is an iPad, but it's too expensive, so I'm not going to get it. And so then Uwe brings Jimmy with him because Jimmy's job is something with computers. And this is the scene at the beginning of the book where he's trying to buy an iPad, apparently. So he gets an iPad. They're at the birthday party and she says, thanks, Grandpa, like absolutely loves it. And Parvana's like, I didn't tell them to say that. And he says, they can call me whatever they want because 
after um, the accident, Sonia and Uwe were never able to have any children. So this is kind of like a heart-touching moment, blah, blah, blah. Uwe leaves because of all those emotions. You know, he's got to get out of there. And he sees a couple people trying to break into a neighbor's house. And they are on vacation in Thailand or something, so they're not around. So he yells at them and he's trying to say stop. And one of them hits him on the back and then runs away. And then Uwe has a heart attack. So at the whole book, there's sort of these little clues about Uwe's heart not being good but this is it all cum- accumulates into him having a heart attack he ends up surviving and then the kind of the end of the book is a little overview of the next four years about how Miss Rod and Jimmy who's the next door neighbor end up getting married oh and also Uwe makes uh goes and visits Miss Rod's dad and has a conversation with him and the two the father and son end up making up which so that was really nice and just kind of how he becomes part of everybody's lives there and has this whole thing. And then at the end of the book, at the end of the four years, he ends up passing away because of his heart issue. He has too big of a heart. So, aw, right? Anyways, and then just kind of it ends with his funeral. And Uwe says, I don't want a big thing. I don't want, like, just bury me next to Sonia. That's all I want. However everybody shows up there's so many people there and it kind of ends with Parvana being like wow he would have hated this and Patrick being like yeah and then new people move into the house next door and the couple is so similar to Sonia and Uwe and when they ask the man what car he drives he says a Saab and the whole thing is that Uwe only drives a Saab so that is my plot summary I feel like I did okay like 10-ish minutes on that Um, Was this the best plot summary ever? Absolutely not. I was all over the place for sure. But what you gonna do when you don't think about it beforehand? This is what you end up getting. So I hope you guys didn't mind. Okay, I have to be honest with you guys. I'm recording this discussion part a second time because the first time was a little bit of a disaster. I kind of just rambled and then I spent five minutes talking about the time I got yelled at at Red Robin. So, um, it wasn't exactly great, and this is a beloved book by many, although, as I have said, I did not love it as much as uh, most of the population on this earth, but I felt like I didn't do it justice, and I need to do this discussion second again. Discussion session. Section? Whatever. I'm doing it again. So, here we go. Uh, Maybe I'll splice the two together. Uh, I guess I'm going to find out. So let's just get into it. Here we go. Let's start off with the fact that I only liked this book. I did not love this book. I honestly can't remember what I said in the first part because I'm recording this a week later. This is going to be a heavy recording weekend for me because I got to do my uh, next episode recording as well. The next episode is going to be on the Star-Crossed Sisters of Tuscany by Lori Nelson Spielman. Anyways... So I don't know what I said in the first time I recorded it, but let's just start out with the fact of my unpopular opinion that this was not the best book that I ever read. However, I will say at the end, I cried two tears, one from each eye. <laughs> but um, yeah, so most people that I've talked to absolutely loved this book. My one friend said she cried like 10 times throughout the ending. And I really, like I said, I only cried at the end during that epilogue. Well, I don't know if it was titled as an epilogue, but like during the last chapter of the book when Uwe dies and you see his impact on all the people because that was, 
that was heart touching. The other two times that I got kind of choked up, you know, that I kind of felt the emotion in my chest were two flashback scenes. I don't know if they're flashback scenes, but scenes with his wife in the past when um, they find out that she's pregnant and then the accident and just kind of like how loving he is towards her even after the accident and how he kind of takes on the world for her. I found that very heartwarming and very touching, just like how all-encompassing and like how big their love was for one another. So yeah, those were kind of the only parts that really kind of got me emotional, got me in my feels, if you know what I mean. But yeah, I just like had a hard time connecting with Uwe But also, at the same time, I saw parts of myself in him, which makes me laugh. Like, his whole thing about sticking to his principles, I related to that a little bit because there are times when it's just the principle of the matter, you know what I mean? Like, if, for instance, the manager at the Red Robin yells at you, you cannot eat that food that you've already paid for, and you leave and you don't go back to the Red Robin for six months, obviously. Like, that's purely a hypothetical situation obviously, but, and then I think Uwe would disagree with my principles on that, and would be like, I paid for the food, so I have to eat it, and some of my other friends think that's how the principles should go, but the principle of the matter is really that when someone yells at you, you spite them by not eating their food, obviously, clearly, and then also, he just was really mad at the world, and I don't want to say I'm necessarily mad at the world, but I feel like we both, like, If you guys have ever heard of the seven deadly sins, have you ever been asked, like, which one do you connect most to? So there's envy, greed, lust, sloth, pride, one that I'm forgetting in this moment, and then wrath, which I think is the one that both me and Uwe most highly connect with, is that I get angry. I don't know how to explain it to you other than just, like, it happens, man. And he also would get angry at the world on behalf of his wife and just because he was angry at the world sometimes. And you know, I get angry pretty easily too, Uwe. So I did connect with him in those two sort of things. However, um, he was hard to like, especially at the beginning because he was very mean. And then also, I mean, if you've listened to this podcast enough times and if you know me in person and if you've seen my Blue Stack for Biden um, Instagram post, you kind of know where I align kind of politically and with those sort of values and stuff like that. And I don't want to say Uwe's not very progressive. However, he's not very progressive. And just like the way that all old people are just using terms that maybe they shouldn't be using or stuff like that. And so I don't know. So then that was kind of difficult to read as well when you see him saying things and doing things and you're just like, "Mm, you shouldn't say that. But on the other hand, he does take in Miss Rod and uh, supports, uh, I think he was Jimmy's best man at their wedding, right? I don't remember. And he isn't uh, necessarily, what is the, xenophobic? Is that the word I want? Against um, Parvena and her children and stuff like that. I don't know. So like, it's kind of like a weird sort of balance. But then he was also just kind of a mean dude for a large portion of the book. So it was hard to connect with that first, but by the end, I did really feel for him. And I think because after you've read 300 pages in his perspective, you understand more of who he is and just kind of that how he shows his love is in a very different way. And so once you understand that, you can love him as a character more than you did when you first started reading the book. Another reason why 
I didn't like this book and probably one of the biggest reasons why is just the framing around suicide. So you can debate whether or not um, trying to kill yourself after you lose the love of your life is romantic. Because some pe- Romeo and Juliet, I feel like, is that prime example. And a lot of people find that very romantic and tragic and whatever. And then I'm trying to think of another example of it in literature or, I don't know, real life or something. But I can't think of one right now. But I feel like there's almost two sides to this. And we could debate this all day. It was just kind of uncomfortable for me to read about all his different suicide attempts. Because I just think suicide is an uncomfortable thing to read about if that makes sense I feel like it is for anybody but I feel like the other thing is I had no idea that that was going on when I like that was the framing device when I picked up this book like nobody had warned me about it and I also and I feel like if I had been warned about it I would have been like okay not necessarily okay but I would have been expecting it right and here I was not expecting it at all and so I don't know that I just really didn't like that as a framing device and it definitely detracted from my enjoyment of the book. But I don't want any of you to listening to this to think I'm bashing on your favorite book, that I didn't like your favorite book, that I did not like this masterpiece, whatever. I did like the book. At the end of the day, I am glad that I read it. However, I cannot say it's my all-time favorite book ever. You know, it was an enjoyable book, good book, like I would recommend it because it's just like so many, it's touched so many people and stuff like that. And I also think it can help you understand people like Uwe. Obviously, not all grouchy old men are like Uwe and you can't just like take everything from him and place it onto somebody you know in real life. However, it can help you understand different people and stuff like that. So I don't know, I did like it. And also, kind of like comparing this to anxious people again I don't know if I did this in the first section but whatever I can always delete this and whatever but what was interesting I liked this book a lot more than I liked liked anxious people and but I saw a lot of similarities in the books and the first similarity is the whole thing with the names why Uwe like doesn't tell us anybody's names like I don't know the seven-year-old's name I don't think it was it was maybe mentioned one time, but I don't know. I don't know the three-year-old's name. The blonde weed, which is the neighbor's girlfriend, like the lanky one, like the foreign pregnant one. Like he did the same thing in Anxious People of not giving anybody names. And it's just, I dislike it because it's harder A, to connect with somebody who does not have a name. B, I have a thing about names. (laughs) If you're close to me, then you know that I hate when people don't know my name. It's like, honestly, one of the things that makes me the most mad. Do I hold grudges? Yes. But like, also, no. But if you forget my name, there's a good chance I will never, ever forgive you. Unless it's like we met one time in the middle of a party for like three seconds. You know, like, that's fine. People tend to forget me, which, you know, that's kind of sad. I don't know why I'm telling you this, but like, so I don't, but when you know my name, when you don't know my name and you should, like, for example, completely hypothetical, if we've been in class together since November, no, it's November and we've been in class together since, you know, the be- end of August, there's only 13 people in our class and you potentially have pre-reviewed my paper, uh, the class before, and you don't know what my name is, um, I'm not going to like you. But that is obviously hypothetical, never happened in real life. But I just dislike books where... <laughs> I don't know the names of characters. That's just kind of a pet peeve. And then the other thing is like how wacky 
the characters are. Other than Uve, like, almost all the side characters are so, um, quirky in a way that people aren't in real life. I'm not saying there aren't quirky people in real life. However, Uve's neighbors, they're, it's not the same level as an anxious people, where those people are really out there. But in this one, there's still kind of that quirky characterness that's like, just kind of like, are there real people like this? Or is this just so you have interesting characters in your book? So that's kind of the comparisons I saw between those books. But like I said, I like A Man Called Uve a lot better than I liked Anxious People. Not that I disliked Anxious People, but if you listen to that episode, you know that I, I don't know if I had mixed feelings about it, but I had thoughts. I had opinions on it. So let's move on. Okay, here's something we should talk about. So I mentioned the epilogue and how I really, really liked it. And it was beautiful. I wished Uwe had lived a couple more than just four years because I felt like he needed to be that grandfather figure for Paravena's children longer, you know? But let's talk about the heart attack he had right before, like at the end of the book, right? Right before the epilogue and whatever. Okay, I, first of all, I read it wrong the first time and I thought that the people, the attempted robber people had stabbed him. However, they didn't stab him. They hit him on the back, I think, and then he had a heart attack. So I got confused because I thought he got stabbed, but actually it was a heart attack. And then I got so mad because I thought he was going to die. And I was like, I can't believe you just made me read over 300 pages of him trying to die just for him to have a heart attack once he's decided he doesn't want to die anymore. That's the sort of like thing authors do where it's like, it's poetic. It's not poetic. It's rude. You're being mean to the readers and to the audience that you're like taking us on this journey just to kill somebody. I hate, I don't necessarily hate character death in a book. I think a lot of times it is important and necessary, but I hate when you, when authors kill the main character. I'm like, so you made me read this entire series just for them to die. You made me feel attached to them just to kill them at the very end. Like, I'm sorry, death is something that happens in real life, and I just don't need you to kill my main characters, okay? But that didn't happen in this book, so my anger dissipated after reading the next, like, three pages, but I was very angry and very upset at that point. I'm still getting, like, I'm still annoyed about it two weeks on or however many, yeah, I don't know, a week and a half, however long it's been since I finished the book. I also have a question, and I haven't done any more research than when I recorded this the first time where I did 30 seconds of research, but in Sweden, can they really take Rune away? Because I don't think in America, if a wife doesn't want you to take her husband to a home because he's got dementia, that you can take him to a home. Like, I just feel like you can't do that here. And I'm just wondering if that's a real thing in Sweden that you can just take people and put them in homes when their family wants to keep them, you know? And I just have questions about that. Like, if any of you are Swedish, I don't think I have any Swedish listeners, but if I do, please let me know if that's real. If any of you know anything about Sweden and their healthcare system and stuff like that, again, please let me know because I'm very interested and I just need to know, I need to know, like, is this real? could this happen? I know a little bit about Sweden because my final paper, my research paper that I did for my Western Europe class, my topic was women in Sweden. So I read like 10 different journal articles about women in Sweden and then wrote a 12 page paper or something like that. 
So if you're curious about the role of women in Sweden and how it's evolved over time, let me know. I would love to just read you that big paper I wrote, even though a lot of that like immediately left my brain after I turned it in. However, it's still saved on my laptop, so I could totally hook you up with information about women in Sweden. But that's for another time. Um, I'm kind of on a time crunch, so I'm just going to talk about a couple of things at the end. My two favorite characters were Sonia and Pervena. Sonia was my absolute fave. She was great, even though she's only technically in the parts about Uwe's past, like the flashback scenes. I still love her, and I still feel like she was such a big part of the book throughout because Uwe went to her grave basically every single day, if not every single day, and gave her flowers and talked to her and updated her on everything. And she just seemed like such a light. And she was such a great character. I just really, really enjoyed her. I really liked her a lot. And then Parvena, I just, I thought she was fun. I thought she was the best, you know? Like, she was really just inserting herself in her neighbor's life and was like, I know what you're up to, but I'm not going to let it happen. Blah, blah, blah. And then the relationship that her and Uwe had was just like, I, I just liked it a lot. I thought it was like realistic and true. And I, I don't know. I just really enjoyed that aspect of the book a lot. Like whenever she came up, I was like, yeah, more time with Pervena. And I feel like I've said her name 10 different time, ten different ways in this episode because I didn't Google it. So I very much apologize that I did not do my research, as you can tell from listening to this. But um, she was the best, and I really, really enjoyed her. Um, I think I'm going to end it there. I think I did a lot better this time around. Maybe I'll add more next time when I'm recording, but or editing, but I don't know. So I'm going to end it there. I'm going to use my outro from the first episode, because I got to go pick my brother up from school so we can get him home for Thanksgiving break. So, uh, yeah, let's cut to what I recorded before. So I'm a liar and this is editing. I'm not giving you the outro. My hair is in a bun and wearing my headset is feeling very bizarre right now, if you were curious. But anyways, let's do this outro. Can't, I can't speak, but I'm sure you're not surprised by that. Anyways, make sure that you subscribe and follow and like and whatever my podcast so other people can find it. Uh, go follow my Instagram account at I read a book once blog. I post some fun pictures and I try really hard. You can go check out my website, I read a book once blog.com. I post different blog posts about reading, writing, and stuff like that. And um, next week, like I mentioned earlier, I'll be talking about the Star Cross Sisters of Tuscany by Laurie Nelson Spielman if you want to read it beforehand. It was super good. I definitely would recommend it, especially if you are Italian because it's all about a trip to Italy and kind of being from an Italian family. So that cultural aspect was really awesome. And I'll catch you guys next time.